Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. Hello, guys. And joined again by Dom. Triple D's back in action. Hey, we are back in action. And so let's get right into the NBA games from this weekend. Um, Friday night, you had the Kings beating the Celtics 107-96. Second straight time they beat the Celtics. Um, just a bad matchup really for Celtics. And again, like I was saying before, the best player in the game the first time they played really was Tristan Thompson because he's the guy who had the biggest mis mismatch. Um, in this one, he didn't play. And you can kind of see how he's affecting them. For the Kings, De'Aaron Fox, 29 points, 11 for 20 from the field. Sean Holmes, 25 points, 11 rebounds. Big game for him. Halliburton in the starting lineup, he only had four but seven assists. Buddy Hill, 22 as well. And for the Celtics, nobody scored over 20. Kemba Walker, 6 for 18. Jalen Brown, 8 for 20. Tatum, 6 for 16. It's kind of what they do out there sometimes. Um, so, Darnell, what would you see out of this one? Yeah, this one was a it was a struggle for the Celtics. Obviously, bad shooting night from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And if Kimball Walker is going to combine and shoot poorly as well, then they don't have a chance to win games because that's really their main three scores. You know, they look to see what they can get from Marcus Smart, but he's a defensive player, so that's not really his role. And like you said, Tristan Thompson, his value is you know, starting to show for the Celtics. There were a lot of rumors about whether he would get traded or not, but now it looks like they will welcome him back with open arms. But for the Kings, you know, they got the good production out of the players that you'd like to see. You know, no Marvin Bagley, so they had to put some of their bench players in the starting lineup. And, you know, they didn't really get much from their bench, but they got everything from the starters. You get to 25 and 11 from Rashawn Holmes, 29 and 5 from De'Aaron Fox, and Buddy Hill gives you 22 with 15 from Harrison Barnes. So that's just good balance scoring. It just shows that they were playing, you know, effective passing the basketball and just moving it around and getting get, getting guys good looks. Um, That's the whole bench. Halliburton right there in the starting lineup. They don't have any other fans. Yep. <laughs> but they did get the win. Dom, what'd you say? They, they do have one. Y'all try and get him, remember? They got Bialika right there. Yeah. Who? So, huh? Who's trying to get him? <laughs> the, the Philadelphia 76ers are interested in Nemanja Bialika. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's been a rough second half I mean, it's been a rough second half of the season for Halliburton it seems like it seems like he hasn't been the same as he was during the first half I won't call it the rookie wall but you know it seems like his scoring at least hasn't been as effective recently but I mean everybody else in the starting lineup was able to produce De'Aaron's been improving on what was an all-star caliber season so far Rashawn Holmes you know was has been you know, effective out there. Buddy Hill's been picking it up since, you know, the start of the season and Harrison Barnes, you know, he's doing his thing out there. And for Boston, it's like it's like I was saying last game, like when we were saying like Kemba being hurt was the reason I was like, uh, 
I don't know if Kemba's more important than Tristan Loki. I think I think I think Tristan and Marcus have shown that they're probably the two most important people on the team just because of their hustle out there. Cause again, like Tristan Thompson, he only gonna give you 10 points, but he's gonna force himself to give you them 10 points. <laughs> he's gonna get you like five, six offensive rebounds on top of it. That's just gonna make other teams mad. Cause you'll be like, damn, we keep stopping him, but he keep getting the ball back because he keep doing that yeah. same hook shot. <laughs> and that hook shot eventually gonna go in someday. <laughs> yeah. And he's just gonna keep shooting it. <laughs> All it's in order to take shot, in order to make shots, it takes repetition. And he'd be getting the most repetition out there. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I just think the missing Tristan Thompson was just, you know, it was just a big deal out there. And if the and if the scores are gonna, you know, be as ass as they are, as they can be, then I mean, if all of them gonna shoot under, you know, fifty percent and everything like that, then I mean, it's only so much they're gonna be able to do. Yep, another loss for the Celtics. So hum, they did bounce back. They beat the Magic after, so you know, hey man. Couple, couple bad teams, but you don't want you don't want to split with a couple bad teams. Yeah. But who knows, man? The East is anyone going to threaten them for that spot anyway? They might they might just waltz back into the eighth seed. So this, they're sixth. Boston six. They're six now. They were eighth yesterday. They are six. This is all y'all fault. We'll, the we'll Knicks. The Knicks are eighth. <laughs> Actually, I'm adding another game by the way to the docket. We're 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 talking about Raptors Cavs. I don't care. <laughs> talking about that but moving on yo atlanta's atlanta is fourth yeah i know that's that's pretty it's hey man they fought for that they fired a coach and everything and told trey being an idiot they they fired a coach and haven't lost since yep <laughs> hey man some it, that's, it happens man um moving on the Blazers end up coming from behind and beating the Mavs 125-119. Um, in this game, Luka tried 38 points out there, 15 for 27 from the field. But Porzingis, 3 for 11 from the field. And if he's going to struggle, it's just going to be tough for them. Um, no Finney Smith. And all that really meant was Hardaway had to start, and he gave him 25-5. But they just couldn't quite get enough from the bench to overcome Carmelo Anthony, 6 of 11 on the bench with 18, and the first C.J. McCollum game since the injury where he's looked like himself. 11 for 23, 32 points for him. Dame, 31 points on 10 of 19 shooting, six assists for him, and the Blazers end up getting the win. Dom, what did you see out of this one? I just see <clears throat> the their two best players just outplayed their two best players. The Lillard, Lillard and McCollum combined for 63, and Luca and Porzingis only. Well, Porzingis only had 11, but you know Hardaway had 25. So they're two best scores. I mean, it, it was around the same, but really, it just came down to you know Carmelo being out there scoring 20, and then the bench, you know, not being able to replicate what Portland's bench was able to do for the most part. So. Darnell, what were your thoughts? It was uh, it was a really, really good game for Luca, and you know Luca's been playing at a really, really high level as of late. He had thirty-eight, nine and nine, but the 
Mavs go as obviously Porzingis takes them. When you're the second best player on the team and you're expected to provide some consistency. And I think that's been the main issue with Porzingis in Dallas, why he might be available behind the scenes and they're looking for more consistency next to Luka because for them to win games consistently, they're going to need that. And right now he's not providing it. And he's had a stretch where he played well, and then he gives you a stinker like this one with 11 points on 11 shots with, you know, eight rebounds and a minus 10. So I think for them to obviously get where they want to go, they have to get more out of Porzingis and, for the Blazers, having C.J. back is obviously takes a load off of Damian Lillard. It allows guys like Gary Trent to come off the bench and not have to have a role that's just demanding him to do so much. And Carmelo can still be the leader off the bench. He gave you 18. That's good to see. They got the 11 from Covington. And the backcourt did what the backcourt does. So, you know, Portland is a team that's 25 and 16 at this point, and I think they have a lot more room to run if CJ can continue to play at this level. Mm-hmm. Yep, <clears throat> so a, a nice win for the Blazers there. Um, the Mavs did come back on Sunday and beat them, but for Zingas, like you said, really didn't do much more to add. He only had 12 in that game. It was just Luka had 37, and on yeah. Sunday, Finney Smith started, so Hardaway got to come off the bench. But, yeah, I mean, we, we all said it. I it's crazy because Porzingis can, and we saw in the playoffs, he can turn up. He can be that guy. Then he got hurt. And so is he just saving himself for that moment? Very possibly. But even if he does, can he then ultimately still get it done? And that really is going to be the question because of either health or, you know, just pure ability. And that's going to be the biggest thing that will possibly probably hold the Mavs back. Because Luca, Luca has shown, if you don't believe at this point, he just, he's it, he's it, right? Yeah, he's the goaded boy. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He really is going to be one of the greatest players of all time. He just needs somebody else there to do something. And Porzingis got to be that guy. And, you know, like right now we're in a two-star league. So imagine Luca with if we were back in a three-star league or if we transitioned to that one day. So, I don't know. We're kind of still in a three-star league right now with, with the way Brooklyn so? looking. With uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I mean, they, but they're the only team with three stars, though. I think and they the everybody team else will win the title. <laughs> yeah, gonna and, and everybody's probably gonna try to chase three three stars again. So yeah. we'll see what happens. No, that's definitely about to happen. Kawhi gonna be on the market. So <laughs> I don't know if Paul George is a star at this point, but anyway, moving on. Um the Magic ended up beating the Nets 121-113. That man, Kyrie, really gave it all he had. 19 for 31, 43 points. Just wasn't enough to overcome what the Magic were doing out there. James Harden, a rare kind of off night from 4 for 15 from the field. in 19 points, 9 assists, 4 rebounds, but he just couldn't get it going. Aaron Gordon went crazy. 38 points, 6 rebounds, 14 for 20. Seven of eight from three. He said, bro, somebody come get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Lucevic is lowering his trade value. Eight for 24 from the field. 
but they do get the win. As Fournier as well, just was hitting everything. Six for eight from deep, 31 points. It's a game where the Nets were like, yeah, we, we don't really take them seriously. We don't really feel like playing defense. We're right at the one seat. We, you know, and then beads hurt, and they end up just falling a little bit short. So, Darnell, what would you see out of this one? I think that Orlando is one of those teams where they can catch anybody on any given night. Like, you know what you're going to get from Vucevic. He's probably going to give you around 22 and 14. He gave you eight assists, which was great. But you don't expect Aaron Gordon to go seven of eight from three. You don't expect Evan Fournier to go six of eight from three. And as a team, you don't expect Orlando to make 21 threes. If anyone can withstand that type of offense, it's a team like Brooklyn. But you expect them to be at full strength. And – Having an off night from James Harden, it kind of, you know, ruined their chance to win in a a shootout like this because they didn't, they just didn't have the firepower. Neither did Joe Harris have, you know, three of six, three of 13 from three. That's not great, but he was a plus 11. So he was giving them good minutes and just no production off the bench. So when you got a team that's hot like this, it's just going to be hard to win. Yeah. So. One thing about Harden, which has been consistent even when he was, like, in Houston, is that sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't exactly shoot to score. Sometimes he specifically, like, shoots for fouls. And if it don't work, then his numbers are going to look real bad because, like, he got some line 12 times. But, you know, he was probably trying to do that shit <laughs> a lot more times. He just wasn't getting the calls. So... He didn't. So he didn't get. He didn't get all the calls that he was probably looking for. Only wound up with 19. Kyrie did his thing out there, and <clears throat> obviously without Durant, if if Harden gonna struggle, then and Joe Harris only gonna give him 16 on five of 15 shooting, then you know there's just not much that they're gonna be able to do in terms of offense. But well, I mean Kyrie could have erupted more, but you know, could he? um. For hmm? what the hell else was he supposed to do? I've seen him drop drop 55, bro. He needs 55. He would have (laughs) won. So, um, but for the magic, you know, Aaron Aaron Gorin just turned up, and I just looked up the stats. He's actually a 40% free throw, I mean, three point shooter. He actually shoots really well from three this season. I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. I don't even know. I don't know if he's going to even stay on Orlando. So I can't say if he's going to do this in the playoffs or not. But, um, you know, he shot really well. Then Fournier shot six of eight from three. We know he a three-point shooter. And 10 of 13 from the field. So basically, I mean, Brooklyn's defense just wasn't up there tonight. And Gordon and Fournier were able to take advantage of it, even though Vooch couldn't. <laughs> Portland. He's right there. He really is right there. I heard Golden State was going to try and make a move for him. I mean, will they now? They can. Uber, send him Uber. You can do that. Okay. But I. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Oh, no, James Harden, yeah. James Harden, to me, he was just kind of off. Like, yeah, he was trying to get the foul calls. But it was also 9 for 12 from the free throw line. And that's, like, not obviously bad, 75%. But 
But, you know, he normally 11 for 12 or 12 for 12 from there. So it was just an off night for him. James Harden can have off nights. Just not care. Done carried the team for five weeks now. <laughs> they won like 14 or 15. He's allowed, he's allowed that. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. It doesn't really matter because the MVP race is pretty much his to lose at this point. The Hawks beat the Lakers 99-94. Savage, is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, the NBA yeah, don't agree with you. The NBA care. doesn't agree with you. <laughs> care what they think. I don't they really that. don't. They don't. You don't care that they that they say Jokic is number one. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. I'll tell you why later. I'll tell you why later. But for right now, I'm just going to continue my thing. LeBron James left the game. Uh, he'll be out for two months because Solomon Hill decided to run into his ankle because that's what Solomon Hill does. <clears throat> so they ended up getting the win, even though Trey Young was 0 for 7 from deep and only got two free throws. So 14 points, 11 assists. John Collins, who they want to trade so damn bad, 27 points, 16 rebounds, carried them over this game. KCP going to have to be better without him. 0 for 5 from the field. Schroeder, 4 for 15. So it's gonna be it's gonna be struggle right now. No LeBron for a while. Uh, Dom, what were your thoughts on this and that development? My thoughts are that I just hope that the Lakers, I just hope the Lakers prop themselves up nice enough. And really, it's just gonna come down to, like I think I think Le, I mean LeBron's obviously gonna be gone for a while. But if they start sliding, 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 then you know. AD probably going to be in the lineup sooner than later, for real. Like, I know they're, they're, they're risk, you know, they're looking at his health, but they just got to make sure they don't slide all the way down. Even They can even slide to the play-in spot or whatever. Like, that probably don't even matter. But, like, as long as they don't slide down, like, outside the playoffs, they're the third seed now. So, you know, it's, it's just going to be a struggle for them without, obviously, LeBron. And for Atlanta, I mean, you gotta take your wins how you can get them. I guess <laughs> if the be- the best player, the best player in the in the league, gonna get hurt, you know, then they were just able to capitalize on it. And you know, Gallinari, he was efficient out there with uh, eighteen points. John Collins was carrying. Uh, Trey Young, you know, even though he missed all the shots, he did provide eleven assists, so he was getting everybody else involved even though his shot wasn't falling. So, you know, they were just able to capitalize on uh, LeBron-less Lakers, so. Yep. Darnell, what were your thoughts? No LeBron, no AD. Obviously, the Lakers aren't great. And the Hawks, they got the scoring from John Collins. It was off night from Trey Young. He was 6 of 18 from the field, 0 of 7 from 3. You know, he did have 11 assists with two turnovers. That's really good. So he was a plus 13 with his 14 points. So he played winning basketball. They got, you know, good scoring off the bench with Gallinari in his 30 minutes, giving him 18, even though he was a minus eight, you know. And the Lakers are – they typically don't score under 100. But, you know, it's going to be a lot of – LeBron did hit double digits. I think that was something of note. I think he has the longest double-digit streak still going in NBA history. And I think after he hit – after he 
twisted his ankle. He came back into the game and he hit a three before exiting the game. Now I think he's expected to miss three to four weeks, not exactly two months, but we'll see how that plays out. And he I think, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on that. <laughs> and I think for the Lakers, um, they're gonna ask, they're gonna ask a lot from Schroeder, and. He was eight of nine from the free throw line, four to fifteen from the field. He's gonna get high field goal attempts, and he's gonna have to shoot a lot better than that. He's going to have a lot of the playmaking responsibilities, so we'll see how he plays as far as that goes. And he's the guy that coming in to his deal with the Lakers said, "I'm a starter. I'm not here to come off the bench." my role in this league as a starter, I've played the bench role already. And if you're going to be it, but if you're going to be a lead guard like this, or especially on a team like the Lakers that, you know, need you in a crucial race to stay in the playoffs, he's going to have to prove that he's one of the elite guards in the league. And I, I don't think he is. So unfortunately for the Lakers, if they can't get LeBron back sooner or later, or, uh, healthy Anthony Davis, then they're going to see themselves slide the standings. They just better go head on, get drumming. Nothing else to do at this point. See if his empty stat calories. He's not. He's not gone yet. <laughs> the Cavs said they. The Cavs said they want a second for him, but they're probably just going to wait for them. They're probably just trying to wait for them to buy him out. He's still. He's still just on the roster. No, I know that. I'm saying just go ahead and give him a fucking second and get the dude, bro. At this point, you need all the help you can get. He might I'm surprised. Go ahead. No, I was just saying he might win you like two games. But those two games are crucial right now. They need every one. They need every game they can get. If Drummond can get you a game or two, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I know who can't get you a game. That's Marcus All. So you know what? Might as well just go ahead and do it. <laughs> I'm not mad at it, man. I think that obviously I'm just surprised that teams are being so protective over second round picks right now. Mm -hmm. Like just one pick, one second round pick, not multiple second round picks, but just one second round pick and a player for drumming. I think that's like Easy if that's a player that you can identify that can, you know, put you over the hump. I guess the book is out on Drummond, man. They, they, they be listening. They heard you say he's a bum and you just ruined his whole potential, <laughs> his whole trade value. <laughs> like, oh, Drummond, his trade value is really do shit. He doesn't. The Cavs look just fine. I mean, they look the same, but you know what? Yeah. That's exactly the point. Um, <laughs> amen. Moving on to Sunday, the Nets end up beating the Wizards 113 106. In this game, Russ again, man, 29 13 assists, 13 <clears throat> rebounds. Bradley, 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 Bradley's costing him the whole season six for 15, 17 points. Russ is allowed to have eight turnovers, Bradley is not allowed to have six, especially with only five assists. Putting this all on Bradley Beal. I don't care if the bench didn't do anything. You got to be better. We need 30 out of you, man. We do. It's just it's what we need. They just didn't get it. For the Nets, Kyrie Irving, 28 points on 10 of 25 shooting. 
Harden, 26 on 10 and 23 shooting. And Blake Griffin comes off the bench, 15 minutes, plus 12, highest plus minus on the team. And the dunk, just to show he can still do it, drove right by dude, dunked it home. Ah, just, just, just gearing up for it, man. But, Dom, what'd you see out of this one? Yeah, I agree with you. This game just fell right on, fell right on our boy, fell right on Bradley Bill. Even though he was a plus three out there, he got he he got to do more than seventeen points. He got he needs. You feel me? He averages about thirty two. They they still lose even when he gets his thirty two. <laughs> so <laughs> if it, you know the closer he is to it, the higher probability they have of winning. And you feel me? He just wasn't able. They got twenty out of Rui and twenty out of they got twenty and ten out of Rui and Len. That's what I'm saying. Like like, like Len really came out there and did something, bro. <laughs> like they yeah, I this this falls on Bill and Brooklyn's Brooklyn. So I mean. It's not much to say there. I mean, Blake, the addition of Blake has already proved that, you know, he's going to be useful for the team. But for Washington, man, it just all falls on Bill tonight. It was falling on Westbrook at first. Westbrook's been stepping up recently. So now it falls right back on on Bill. And I'm just upset because that's not as fun to talk about. (laughs) Damn it, Bradley. Fucked up. Because he's, he doesn't put himself out there as much. So you, it's just so it's only so much to roast. <laughs> with yeah. Len and Len said, bro, if you want to put DeAndre Jordan on me, I can cook him at least. He did just that. And I don't know why they just I mean they're gonna have to do it, man. They they played him 26 minutes and they played DeAndre 17. They played Blake 15 minutes, they played Jeff Green 25. You see what's happening. He's gonna have to go. Andre Jordan is really the weak link of the whole team. And Claxton will go out there and get you three blocks and 16 points. Why the fuck is DeAndre Jordan out there? Why the hell? Just to get everyone knows why he's out there. Yeah, because he's friends. He's friends with KD and Kyrie. He is friends with the coach. I mean, if they just honestly, if they just start like how like how Toronto was the old Baines at first. How they would just start him for like ten minutes? Like if they just do that with DeAndre and just let everybody else play. Well, not start him for ten minutes, but you know, just let him be out there for you know the first few minutes, and then let everybody else play, just so he can be confident in himself. I mean, he did go six for six out there. He's not playing no defense, but he do be catching them wide. But he do be getting them wide open dunks. So, <clears throat> wow, thanks, DeAndre. If you, I don't know if you guys remember, but. You probably do. Um, the way that the Warriors used to use Zaza yeah. uh, and Bogut yep. before yeah. they played small ball, how they would just play them spot minutes to start the game, but they eventually they would just pick up two fouls. Yeah, gone. <laughs> but basically like that, yeah. But DeAndre don't even DeAndre pick up fouls. DeAndre doesn't even foul anybody. If you're gonna do it, you got at least. But he's gonna give you twelve points. Cares. We don't need points. Really don't. This is the one team that does not need points. We're gonna give you twelve points. Claxton twelve gonna points help them win the game. Claxton gonna get you twenty. Damn. <laughs> anyway, what were your thoughts on this game? 
Yeah, obviously this game, it was about Bradley Bill, like both of you said. And if he's going to go 6 or 15, only make six field goals, you know, only make four free throws, make one three, it's not a recipe for him to succeed because obviously they need his whole – all of 32 points he provides. And if Russell Westbrook is going to play at this level, he has someone to play with him. So, you know, they have a chance in a lot of these games, and it's just, you know – they're 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 obviously playing competition again, playing against a team like the Nets. Even though they don't have KD, they're still one of the best teams in the East and the entire NBA. So they had a chance to win the game if you know Bradley Beal performs at the level that he's accustomed to. So obviously, I think if he was to be honest with himself, he would say the same thing that you know he's got to be better, and I think he will. Yeah. This one just makes me sad, man. It's like the official end of the Wizards. Even though the East keeps sucking and trying. What do you think about well, – about, I think I've seen something about the Wizards potentially making Davis Bertans available. I mean, he always hurt, so I kind of get it. <laughs> he never there. <laughs> they do be yeah. needing him, and he never be there. They, they look they – look, they look like a 500 team with him there. That's the thing. But he's just never there. And if he's not there, it's really on. Oh, the yeah, he had out for two weeks. Yeah. Again, he always is. That's why I watched him play when they started the season. I was like, bro, this team might have something here. Because the Sixers beat him, but it wasn't easy. Because Bertans came out there stupid. I was like, what the hell? And I was like, well, Russ is the whole issue here. But if Bertans can do that. But he, he's always hurt. I was wondering why he never did. But he, he always hurt. Yeah, you kind of got to trade him if you're not going to be good enough. So might as well go ahead on, get something for him. And I guess the problem is they're so bad at getting good players. <laughs> that's, that's the issue. They might, yeah. they might have to keep them. Who the hell else? They can't scout. They never draft anyone good. And then they don't get free agents. So they don't they don't get pieces that fit. Like is the issue. So I don't know. I mean Rui cool. <laughs> Rui is cool. Rui is the one. Rui is the <clears throat> one that's cool. But like, you know. Yeah. They they obviously need more. For yeah, sure. They were so, they were supposed to get Denny of Dia to be a lot better. I know he's a rookie, but he's a little bit older. So I think that might be just another swing and miss in the draft. Man, people kept telling me about this motherfucking Danny, bro. Danny the one. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. I, I like haven't seen it. He's only a rookie, but damn, I didn't see him do shit. Minus, I, yeah, I ain't seen nothing. Not minus 18 and 11 minutes. They were starting him at some points. Those were, yeah, those yeah, they were. did start him. And I was like, why the fuck? And I was just watching him do nothing. <laughs> but my man's Garrison Matthews will at least get you a steal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, will do that. he will do something. He'll get he you a, a He has a chance of hitting a three. Then he never hits anything. Then he was supposed to be Bertans. That was the plan. That ain't it. Somehow. It is what it is. Amen. Moving on, we normally we normally don't, you know, it's getting late in the season. We don't like to talk about bad teams. But there's one team here. 
That's looking so bad and so atrocious. And I just need. I need Why are you on a dick? Because I just need an explanation. The Cavs beat the Raptors 116 105. Um, there's Fred Van Fleet was there. He had 23. He was 8 of 24, though. That's not great. Kyle Lowry, 5 of 14, 18 points, but you can't get rid of him. And Ananobi, 7 for 15. Powell, 7 for 16. Siakam struggled 4 for 12 from the field. Not a great day for any of the Raptors. And for the Cavs, man, Sexton just torched them. He had 36. Wonder who's guarding him. Garland, 5 of 10, shooting at 15. Jared Allen, 17 points. And Wade with 16. 4 for 7 from 3 off the bench. So, Dom, what what's um what you what you see out of this one? What I, Dom, saw from this game is I saw that D Wade was looking like Dwayne Wade off the bench. And <laughs> our bench was not looking at anything. What really had well, I mean, Siakam struggling was obviously a big issue along with pretty much the whole starting lineup. But Really, you know, we don't have a strong bench. Our bench really relies on one person, and that one person can't give us two. <laughs> if he go, if he go be a sixth man of the year candidate, my, my guy, <laughs> we can't get two out of you, bro. <laughs> I think those days are long gone. Huh? I think those days are long gone at this point. I yeah. mean, there's not many other people up there, though. So, I mean, he's well. How much he averaged now? He averaged fourteen on fifty-four percent shooting, forty-three percent from three. I mean, he got the numbers to be a six-man candidate. Just compared to other six men, obviously it's Clarkson. Clarkson got Clarkson won it. It's, it's no debate. But you feel me? Is he gonna be a like a candidate? You feel me? We need more than two out of you, bro. And if him and Siakam are gonna struggle out there. And you feel me? I mean, our our big struggle, our bigs weren't able to do anything against Jared Allen and I guess JaVale McGee as well. So, and you know, Nance being back in the rotation, you know, improves the defense. I mean, has Cleveland has Cleveland been awful recently? Let me see. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look a couple games back. They okay. They just lost the Spurs, but that's only because Keldon Johnson got twenty three points and twenty one rebounds on them. But past that, you know, Cleveland Cleveland hasn't been as bad as they were for that one stretch of the season. They've been picking up a little bit, but Toronto, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been a bit of a struggle recently. You know, we were we, we were missing Van Vliet and Siakam and Andy Nobi for a while, and it was all it was all Lowry and Powell by themselves for a long time, and Boucher. But, you know, now that they're back, you know, they're just trying to get back in the rotation and everything like that. So we'll see how this goes moving forward. Darnell, what were your thoughts? I think for the Raptors, I think it's interesting to see how Powell develops because I think during that time where there are some injuries and some guys out of the lineup, he was kind of carrying the Raptors. And he was they, – they weren't all wins, but – he was the number one guy, and he was thriving. Now his role is to be a supporting cast guy again. And, you know, he was 7 of 16 from the field, 2 of 7 from the three. He had 18. But, you know, 
not the best numbers in the world. And for them to continue to, to you know, get over the hump and get back over 500, they're going to need Pascal Siakam to play and give them more than three rebounds and nine points. Like, he's supposed to be the guy who the ball's in his hands all the time. He's the facilitator to, like, a point forward kind of role. And right now he's just not playing well. And obviously for the Cavs, there was a, a moment in the game where I don't know what happened, but Colin Sexton got into a, like, a stare down with Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell. And, you know, guys had to be separated. And after that game or after that, I think Colin in the fourth quarter. Let me look at the numbers. Um, Start killing these bums. Started really, yeah, just started really killing them. And he had nine, but I think he had, I think, 36 in the game. And, yeah, it was just it was just uh, Colin Sexton show pretty much. 14, it was in the third quarter. He had 14 in that third quarter and nine in the fourth. But, obviously, when he plays like that, the Cavs can win some games against – teams that you know aren't really playing at an elite level and I don't think the Raptors are and I don't think anybody else would say that either so (laughs) yeah Darius Garland is another guy he only had 15 but you know he's been showing flashes that he has a lot of potential and obviously having Larry Nash back helps the defense a lot so that's pretty much what happened wait a minute Go ahead. You said you're doing what now? What are you? What are you doing? We yeah. are making the playoffs. This is a good time to point out for everyone who does not know, Lamelo Ball is out for the rest of the season with a wrist injury, and they are the yes. eighth seed. And that is the only reason that these dudes are going. Why? Why? Why do you feel the need to bring that up? Because that's the only reason you said that stupid thing that you just said. No, that's not the reason I said it. Even if LaMelo was still healthy, we're better than the Bulls. We are, we are definitely better than Chicago. The Raptors we can make lost. the play. Huh? The Raptors have lost in one, two, eight straight games. I told, uh, Bro, I told you. They, they weren't there for like six of them. They, they just came back there. for like the last two. They were there these last two. Then they just barely lost to Utah. Utah's I thought Utah was the number one seed. Utah, Utah the number one seed, huh? Utah garbage. Utah. They barely lost to Utah. Utah's, and Utah's the number one seed in the league. Happy I renounced Utah before they almost lost to these bums so that I'm not concerned <laughs> about you saying that. I'm just saying. All I'm, that's all I'm saying, though. They they'll get back on track. This was a bad game. They'll, they'll get they'll get back on track. Which I mean, <laughs> but I want I want I want I want to point out something that you know Darnell said. You know he was talking about my boy Norm. You know who's always been the answer. Even though I don't know if the Raptors have always known that he's always <laughs> been the answer because he's been the answer the entire time. Yeah. They always find they always find these dudes, bro. They always find a Norm. They always find a Terrence Ross. They always find players like that. It's like they're just looking for high. It's like they just find these high scoring wings just out of nowhere. That's like capable of an outburst at any time, but at the same time can like these inconsistent high scoring wings. That's what they, that's what they keep finding. But Norm is better than like Terrence Ross because Norm can play defense a lot better than Terrence Ross can, but he's just as capable of those random outbursts. But every time he in the starting lineup, 
he really do be so effective. Like he's not a bench player. I don't know why they always force him on the bench, but he, he's he's a starter. You know, you know why they force him on the bench? Because he won't go to the bench. He refuses to do it. He <laughs> well, they're not trade. They're not trading him anymore. They said they're actually open to trading Norm for whatever reason. Because I just told you, Norm is like, bro, I'm not coming off the bench anymore, bro. I don't give a fuck. I'm the Kyle Lowry right there. A minus eleven. It should be on the bench, and they won't do it because of the loyalty thing. That's fine. Normally, bro, just trade me. If y'all just gonna do the stupid shit, just get me out of here. It's, cannot. It's, it's, we can't lose Norm, though. That's the one we can't lose. No, but you Kyle cannot the lose Norm. Throw some balls and put that dude on the bench. Put him on the bench right now. We Norm. can't lose. We can't lose Norm out here. That's one thing we can't. That's one player we can't lose. He's causing that's, it to happen. If you that's why, bro. That's why we're running with Siakam at center, so both of them can start. But it doesn't matter, bro. He's not as good on defense anymore. And you guys did too. You said yourself watching a certain team in the NCAA tournament. You can't have two midgets out there. Guess who has two midgets out there? Guess who smack has them? <laughs> <laughs> like your team, and they won't put one of them on the bench, and they could. Very easily. You saw without him. They stopped everybody. Nobody could score on them. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Now they both in there. Let me let me go through the numbers real quick. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Raptors have led up over the last eight games. Kyle Lowry has been in all of them. 129, 132. 129 to Detroit, by the way. 132 to Boston. 121 to Atlanta. 114 to Charlotte. 118 to Chicago. 116 to Detroit. 115 to the Jazz. 116 to the Cavs. You know, <clears throat> those sound like some prolific offenses that you just named. <laughs> In the five games prior to Kyle, then, to Kyle Lowry being back, we're going to go right here at Philly. They let up 109 to the Sixers, 103 to the Sixers, 81 to the Timberwolves, 96 to the Bucks. Was, wow! Was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the numbers. I don't, I don't know players. if the full. I don't know if the full context is there. I don't know who was playing. I just games. told you. What the <laughs> was it? Beat, was it beat? Was it beat? Was it beat in the Sixers games? Yes, he was. He was right there. Was Simmons there? Yes. Tobias must not have been there. Okay. It don't count. To buy to buy the MVP candidate as we as we've learned. So <laughs> I'm actually going to look it up because I'm not sure if Tobias was there or not. Tobias might not have been there, but I'm willing to find out. Tobias was there. He shot six of seventeen because he wasn't going up against any midgets. Embiid six for twenty. Simmons nine for eleven. Tobias thirteen points. That's your all star. But anyway, that's not what this is about. This isn't, this isn't about him. <laughs> it's about Kyle Lowry. We're gonna, you're not gonna distract me from that. And Kyle Lowry should go on the bench. Stop being annoying. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, you can't disagree with what I just said, though. So it's pretty amazing. I can't. I I, I agree, though, bro. Whenever we be playing 2K or whatever, bro, I be putting one of them on one of them on the bench at least. So I agree, but yeah. Well, 
Well, I'm just telling you, we'll be right there. We might, we might, we might be a first round exit against Brooklyn, but damn it, we'll <laughs> <Yeah>. make it. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one thing that the Raptors only don't have are chemistry issues, and Kyle Lowry's causing all of them. He's a champion. He's a Hall of Famer. So I get it. But bro, if he just came off the bench, he would he would probably be the funny thing is if he came off the bench, he'd be their best player. Cause he still can score. Yeah. Especially in bursts. He could do all of that. We are seeing Kyle Lowry slowly, bro. And it's not his fault, it's because of age. We are seeing him slowly turn into, you know. I don't want to say Mike Nah. Slowly turning to Eric Bledsoe. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. But he can score. That's the See, the difference between him and difference between him and Bledsoe is Bledsoe literally can't score at all. <laughs> like, you can say the literally... difference is they just let Kyle shoot the ball more. They, they be trying to let oh, they be trying to let Bledsoe motherfucking shoot. He <laughs> can't. They had to stop doing that, though. <laughs> that nigga used to take like eight threes. <laughs> they was like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> Lonzo was like, damn it, I'll just take him then. Fuck it. <laughs> I just wanna I might be I might be on something groundbreaking here, but I want I want to What is your ground big breaking? Hey, man, I have to see it first. I wanna look at the stats before I reveal it. Because I don't want to say it. And then you know, be wrong. Yes. <laughs> we got to, to see it first. But I'm just gonna say crazy outlandish things. Oh man. That's that's stuck for me. I understand. Oh jeez. Okay. On the season, Kyle Lowry is shooting 44% from the field, 37.5% from deep. On the season, Eric Bledsoe is shooting 42% from the field, 37% from three. He's shooting 39% from three. Kyle. Well, guess what? The 76ers won. So, you know what? Yeah, Take we'll put him right on the bench. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to complain about him all the time. No, to be him. honest, bro, here's the crazy thing. Seth wouldn't care about being on the bench, so that would work. He'd be like, yeah, okay. I was a bench player this whole time. And he's, and he's yeah. So he really he bring, I'll bring Seth on the bench. Yeah, so I can come off the bench. That's cool. Kyle can start for us. He just can't start for y'all. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> That's who he can't start for. <laughs> oh, yeah, since your lineup is already tall as shit. Yeah, we're tall as fuck. <laughs> yep. The first. When y'all won that ring, y'all were all tall. Fred was coming off the bench, but Fred can't go to the bench anymore, obviously. So, and, you know, that's fair. He just got all that money. So, now Fred, Fred started to. The, did he? Yeah, Fred was starting yeah. at that point. Did he? I'm trying to think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did start. That's right, because OG did get hurt. Yeah, OG didn't play at all that series. So, well, that that's postseason. So. Yeah. I guess he started, but he probably whatever, man. Hey, man, or or you know, if y'all want to start Kyle, y'all can just trade Norm. We'll take Norm. Nah, we gotta keep going. <laughs> hey, we gotta keep going. 
Well, either way, man, hopefully they figure this out and Kyle Lowry just decides he's either going to come off the bench or get traded to Philly. Either way, man, works for me. Um, moving on, though, the Pelicans end up beating the Nuggets 113-108. Zion, 30 points, six rebounds on 9-13 shooting. Ingram, 12 for 23. It's about efficient as you're going to get from him. 30 points, though, eight assists. Neil Alexander Walker with no Alonzo Ball, 20 points. Ah, man. Oh, boy. You know what that's going to start for the Nuggets. They already tried to trade them. (laughs) I know, but that's what I'm just saying, man. For the Nuggets, Jokic, 13 for 19 out there, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Jamal was even not terrible this game. He was 9 of 16, 23 points, 7 assists. But they kind of lost. They just couldn't quite get enough from Barton. He was 7-19 from the field and 2-9 for nine from deep. So, Darnell, what did you see out of this one? Yeah, for the Nuggets, you know, they got their normal production in the triple-double from Jokic, 29-10-10. It's probably the ESPN leader in the MVP race right now. You got yeah, probably – Yeah. <clears throat> and Jamal Murray, he gave you 23-7. and seven. Anytime he's over 20, you know, they have a chance pretty much to win if you get Jokic to play at a high level. They got 17 from Porter. He's usually in that 15 to 20 range as well. You got 16 from Barton, but he got it on 7 of 19 shooting. That's just not good enough. And I think the real difference is Millsap. He played 30 minutes, and he was 2 of 4 shooting in 6 points. Even though he was a plus 3, like, they got to get more out of him. He's, you know, I know he's coming off of an injury, but they brought him in. A, I think they gave him a max contract a few years ago, and it was to be an all-star. He's obviously past that point, but, you know, they're going to have to get some big production out of him if they want to continue to try to get wins. And for the Pelicans, you know, obviously Zion was Zion. Ingram, a uh, game where he shot – nearly 50% from the field, which is rare. You know, he's normally inefficient. And I think that's a recipe for them to win. If they can get consistent point guard play, obviously Eric Bledsoe is not that. He's anything but. They got it from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And normally Lonzo's in that role, and we'll see how that develops if that can turn into a point guard battle. I'll be interested to see how that plays out, but um, they got, you know, 12 double digits off the bench from Josh Hart. You know, that was all they needed to win the game. Yeah. Letso definitely should come off the bench. But, hey man, I just went on a whole rant about that. So, Dom, what were your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, defensive player of the year candidate Jamal Murray was not able to stop the kill Alexander Walker out there. Yeah. So that's, that's what I saw. <laughs> but um, what's it called? I mean, Zion and Ingram, you know, they put up 60. And like I was saying for most of the season, I mean, you know, there have been a couple games where Will Barton, you know, turned up in place or Michael Porter Jr. turned up in place of them. And, you know, they're still missing Gary Harris and Monte Morris. So they're still missing, you know, important members of the rotation. But in order for them to win games, Jokic and Murray – need to be right like Ingram and Zion were last night and average about 60 together just because they're just missing they're just missing the talent on their team and if they're not going to be able to the team's already like not that great at defense like they're they're okay they're not the worst but they're not the best at defense either 
So, you know, if they're not going to be a really good defensive team, they're going to need all the offense that they can get, which is what they've been doing for the past few seasons. But it needs to come from those two if nobody else, like, really, really steps up. And, you know, they were only able to combine for, you know, 52. And that was really the difference. Their two best players gave them 60. Their two best players gave them 52. This was it. This was a five-point game. <laughs> so that's really what it came down to. Yeah, Pelicans. Um, and just because the Grizzlies are just disappointing me every time they play anyone decent, and the Pelicans disappoint me when they play bad teams. But when they play good teams, they can beat them, or they at least fight with them. I just want to see them in there. I want to see my guys eyeing in there. And uh, to Millsap, man, yeah, Millsap was just – he was just trying the best he could to just foul Zion. That's all he could do out there. He fouled him six times, but I was hitting the free throws. Zion hits the free throws. It's what it's going to be, man. All right, moving on, our last game, the Sixers and Coach of the Year, Doc Rivers, end up beating the Knicks 101-100. Again, in this one, no Seth Curry, no Joel Embiid. Went to overtime, but again, the Knicks just continue to not be able to close Late in games, lose another tough one. Tobias Harris, 5 of 18, 20 points, but he got to the free throw line 11 times, hit nine of them. Ben Simmons, 8 for 17, 16 points for him, 8 rebounds. Shake off the bench, led all scores with 21, 9 of 15 shooting out there. For the Knicks, Julius Randle just struggled, 7 of 23 from the field, 24 points. He did have five steals, though. Um, but it just wasn't enough, and they just – no Derrick Rose. We know this is going to be a big issue for them. Burks try at 20 off the bench, but they just are missing him. Um, hey, it's Derrick Rose. You know what you get with Derrick Rose. I'll miss some games. So, Dom, what would you see out of this one? I mean, it came down to, like, you know, when we were watching the, uh, the, the Nets-Knicks game, what it came down to was just that, you know, they just didn't have the three-point shooting at the end, and that's what it comes down to. If would you would you rather let Julius Randle run into the paint or let him shoot a three type thing at the end of the game? They're just not capable of it. And you feel me? I we didn't we didn't see last night, so we don't know if that's the case. But they need like an elite marksman in order for them to like start winning these close games because that's just what they're missing. Because at this point. One thing, the one thing they're not going to let be open is the paint. <laughs> not with Julius Randle out there. So, you feel me? They just need somebody that can, you know. And it's, they're probably, they're trying not, they're trying their hardest to not even let him get the ball on top of it all, let alone go to the paint. So, it just comes down to a lack of, a lack of talent out there, a lack of scoring talent out there. Obviously, their defense is great. The, the 76 only scored 101 in in an overtime game like they both only scored 100 in an overtime game so that means that there is a lot of defense being played and no offense being played so i mean that's really what it came down to and and at the end of the day the sixers just have slightly better scores without him beat out there obviously they just have a few better scores than the next two and tobias and shake and even simmons so I don't know what were your thoughts. Yeah, for me, I think 
obviously the Knicks need another shot creator. I think it could be Derrick Rose in moments. Obviously, he's not the long-term answer, but when it's only Julius Randle out there, he's the only threat to score. So he's going to demand a lot of attention from defenses. And until other guys can prove that they can make plays in those type of moments, that's going to be the kind of result that you see. The Knicks are going to lose a lot of close games because that's just the position that they're put in right now. And, you know, obviously the Sixers are playing well without, you know, Joel or beating in the lineup. I wonder what that does for his MVP case, if he still has one, or if, you know, the injury to LeBron can, you know, kind of make voters consider players that have missed some time. So um, I think Doc's doing a really good job with this Sixers team, obviously getting Shake to play well coming off the bench. He had 21. And I think the biggest difference is just getting production out of both Danny Green and Korkmaz. They both hit three threes each, one on five attempts for Green, eight on eight attempts for Korkmaz. And, you know, if they can make shots, then the Sixers are going to be in a good predicament because obviously we know Ben Simmons is a three-point shooter. So you're going to have to get it from somebody. And I think when the Sixers were at their best is when they had that brief stint where they had Bellinelli, and they had – what's the – Ilya Silva. Yeah, yeah Bellinelli, JJ, and Ilya Silva. Yeah, when they had those three shooters, I think that was when they were the most dangerous. And if they can try to replicate that on a smaller level, maybe once they get, you know, Seth Curry back from, you know, injury or whatever, mm-hmm. then I think that's the – the Sixers, can, you know, they can make some noise. So, Darnell, you were asking about – you were mentioning Joel's <clears> – <throat> MVP case and LeBron's MVP case. I'm going to just read off the MVP ladder for what it uh, it came out three days ago. I'm going to just read it from bottom to top. So 10th is Jimmy Butler, 9th is Steph Curry, 8th is Kawhi Leonard, 7th is Luka Doncic, 6th is James Harden, 5th is Joel Embiid, 4th is LeBron James, 3 is Giannis Antetokounmpo, 2 is Damian Lillard, 1 is Nikola Jokic. 6th? What the fuck? Sixth, I, I, yeah, sixth. I think I didn't win the MVP. I don't care what they have in rank right now. You know, you know who I think is a dark horse for MVP? Not even a dark horse, but I think, bro, I think Giannis has another shot to get another MVP. No, I think it should be Giannis. We were actually talking about this. Giannis really is the MVP because they suck. Like, they're not good. And <laughs> they're not good at all. <laughs> but we know voters – we know voters don't want to give – they're looking for any excuse not to give him the MVP again. Yeah, he yeah, just won it twice and yeah. folded. And he folded. <laughs> if he didn't fold, then, like, yeah, they give it to him, but he did fold. Like, you can't really give it to him if he folds. No, Giannis is clearly the best player in the league right now, though. Yep. Yep. Like, he's been the last three times. Yep. But they suck. And so now the voters know they suck. It's like, well – He's just going to lose in the second round anyway because these dudes suck. So, <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of what it's coming down to. Um, and if they lost in the second round this time, it wouldn't even be a disappointment. It would just be like, oh, damn, they played the Sixers or the Nets, to be honest. But um, – to be honest. <laughs> but, nah, I just – they're the running out of options here. LeBron's hurt. Do you, do you hold that Harden thing against them? Uh Jokic is the five seed right now. Dame is the six seed, so they're like, yeah. 
And Giannis got more wins than both of those two teams. And they're about the same time. You could say the Bucs are even worse than the Blazers, and the Blazers haven't even been healthy. But you can make the case. I can make that case. Bro, you know what? This is last time. It's going to be his last time about to win it, bro. Just give it to Lillard. I don't think Lillard going to have another shot. Just give it to him. <laughs> I wanted to go to Lillard, too. Like, I don't give know it why, to but him. obviously, I want, I want Lillard to win, too. I'm just like I don't think he's gonna have another. I don't, I, I think nah, I don't not. think he's gonna do this. Go have another season like this. They might as well go ahead, give him his confidence boost. Damn, I give him the MVP. He's just trying. If everybody to else up. is gonna keep getting, if everybody else is gonna keep getting hurt around him, like his team really hasn't been healthy all season. If you're gonna go, Jokic Jokic just hasn't. Jokic just hasn't. I was gonna say, but he at least had Murray, <laughs> like. Lillard really ain't had CJ the whole time. And we're Nurkic. They're the two best – they're, like, the two best players outside from him. Man, I can make the case that Gary Trent and Carmelo really are better than anyone else in the Nuggets, save for Murray. And, fuck, shit, cancer is, to be honest. I don't know about all that. I do. <laughs> You can say everything you want about Cannon. He constantly gives them like 15 points and 15 rebounds, like every time. Yeah, he do that. He does do that. Michael Porter cannot constantly do anything. So, <laughs> so you know what? There you go. I, I, I'm still. I still think it's gonna go to Harden eventually. Just, just cause they did finally lose a game, but still. <laughs> Amen. But what is going to help, honestly, all the cases is the Lakers should fall underneath both those teams. So if you're the four seed, if you're the four seed in there, and the Suns kind of keep losing. The Suns and the Jazz don't have an MVP candidate. They're the top two seeds in the league. Yeah. But, Which is really crazy when you think about it. They said none of Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Chris Paul or Devin Booker even deserve <laughs> like nomination. That is crazy, but it's the truth. Yeah. They got Jimmy Butler up there before them. <laughs> Jimmy fought though. Cause it's cause the yeah. they really did suck without him. They were so bad. Yeah. He about yeah. to have them. He about to really have them in the four seat for no reason. Yeah, I mean the reason is because the the East stinks, but hey man, it is what it is. Hey, he he ain't control. <laughs> he ain't control that. Man. He ain't control the East being ass. He did. He fought back from COVID. So he did. He fought back from Selena. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean that in a good way. I mean that in a good way. You say so. Man. I mean that. I mean that in the best way, honestly. He <laughs> <laughs> fought back from Selena, bro. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm Gucci. Fought <laughs> back. Uh, all right, Dom. Talk about your breaking news or whatever. Oh, I was even going. <laughs> I was just saying it off air. That's fine. You don't have to. Moving on, amen. 
So, as you guys know, this weekend was the start of March Madness. It's been two years since we've been graced um, in March Madness, and I forgot how much I missed it, but, hey, man, it came back with a splash. Um, real quick, Dom, what did you see from this weekend? Any fun games? Um, what were your takeaways? Um, let me see. Yeah, the, I mean, the main difference between, you know, the NCAA and the NBA, like, playoffs, obviously, is just because of the fact that's a one-game format, you know, it's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It's a higher chance of upset happening just because it's only one game as opposed to up to seven. So, you know, I saw – we saw a bunch of upsets this weekend. We saw a few. We saw a 15 seed beat a seven seed. We saw a bunch of different upsets throughout the weekend. And it, it really shows, like, you can really tell the team just, like – you can tell, like, how the, the, the coaches or whoever – how they kind of recruit players onto their teams. Cause a lot of the teams, they kind of just get similarly, similarly made people. It's almost like, kind of like, like, like how I said with the Grizzlies, like they just get a bunch of people that can play defense and shoot threes. That's kind of like what all the college teams do. <laughs> Not that necessarily, but they just kind of get a bunch of the same people. So like we were seeing with like Houston like, or, or Arkansas, like everybody's really athletic, plays real tough defense slash on everybody but you know they can't really score that well without slashing because they don't have great shooters but then you see like a Syracuse who like they play they play you know you were saying they they just sit in the 2-3 zone you know they've been doing that all their all the whole time ever since they at least had this coach and then they just deploy a bunch of shooters they deployed a bunch of marksmen out there so you know it's just, it's just interesting to see how the coaches, how, how they recruit players, how they, you know, scout out players. It's interesting to see, like, which players you watch and you're like, damn, they can do something on the league. Like, there was one team, like, that we were watching, Oral Roberts. It was a team with the upset. You know, I've never heard of the college itself before. So, you know, you go into the thing and then you see, you know, they keep talking about this little short midget dude who lead the league in scoring. And, you know... He nice as shit, but then you see this other dude, Obanor. 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 I might just cut you short. <laughs> Obanor. <laughs> Obanor out there. You feel me? He goes out there and he dropped like he dropped like twenty five in both tournament games. This man gonna try to cut me off because I mispronounced somebody's last name. That's crazy. Did you say Giannis's last name the first time you saw it? No. That's Kumpo. Yeah. Uh, you still ain't even say it right, but that's cool. Darnell, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, it was interesting to watch. You know, obviously, I'm an Ohio State fan, so it's not been the most enjoyous tournament for me because my number two seed lost to Oral Roberts in the first yeah, round. So that was really, that was really, you know, tough to watch. <laughs> Kind of crazy how, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but player for Ohio State's name, EJ Liddell, he was getting death threats after the game. It was on yes. Twitter. And, Why? Yeah, that was He's a big their deal. Best player. What the hell? I don't know, man. Some internet fans is just weird, man. Like, They're I know he, he's a young player. 
he's a young player. He's only 20, so he's probably never experienced anything like that. But, you know, fans are crazy. Like, they're obviously not sane sometimes, and some of their reactions is ridiculous. But last night I watched Oklahoma State play Oregon State and Kay Cunningham. He's the projected number one overall pick in an upcoming draft. And I just saw late down the stretch, I saw his teammate just try to take the shine from him. Like, clearly, like, going out of his way to try to make the big shot just so he can prove that, oh, we're not just Kay Cunningham. But the yeah, ball should have been in Kay's hands. He should have been down. He should have been a guy, you know, making plays or, you know, finding guys or taking a shot. But he wasn't. And – you know, that's the thing about college basketball is it's not the NBA where guys, you know, have defined roles. It's kind of like uh, open kind of thing where, you know, players are young and they, at, you know, you, you just never know what they, they're going to do. So, you know, it's not like you can just cut a player or trade a player in the middle of the season. So, you kind of got to just stick with what you got. So um, I think college is exciting at this time of year. Obviously, it's not a lot of prospects that are highly recruited left in the tournament. So right now, I'm just rooting for the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's funny. It's fu- wait, hold on. It's, it's, just, it's just funny just because, like, last year, that was the same thing. Well, two years ago, that was the same thing that, like, we saw with, like, Duke. We saw with like RJ and Zion, what you were saying about the K Cunningham and his teammates. Yeah. Like the way Zion was dominating out there, but then RJ would just jack a bunch of shots because he was like, damn, bro, I'm nice too. I'm a, yep. top, I'm a top three pick too. <laughs> stop, stop talking about this nigga. I'm right here. Like type shit. It's, it's similar to that in the extent. And it's just like, you know, it's about winning with college basketball, but you know, they're not getting paid. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about making the NBA. So all these dudes just trying to go out here, make a name for themselves. Kane Cunningham already got his name. So you feel me? His teammate was like, bro, I'm here too. Stop overlooking me type shit. Yeah. And it backfired. Looked right at him. They lost the game. Hey, man, if y'all don't give this man Washington Jr. his death threats, he went seven for 21 and missed the three. Damn. Damn. Was missing Damn. No, it was, it was EJ Liddell. Yeah, I know. Why did Liddell get him? That's the wrong guy. Oh, and, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Yeah, man. Sean Liddell was doing everything he could. He was bullying them short. O'Banner Dimitri, Dimitri's out here sending death, telling people to send death threats. Hey, man. I just, I'm, I just hope that one day I'll be able to finish a sentence on this, on this podcast, man. That's all I <laughs> This man, this man out here hoping, telling people to send death threats, bro. That's crazy. I'm not telling people to send death threats. I'm saying if you're going to send them, <laughs> send them to the right <laughs> person. <laughs> not, not condoning death threats. You know? Hey, man, why ain't Washington get the death threats? <laughs> he went three for 12 from deep. That man was shooting the ball every time, and he had the three to tie the game and missed it, clanged it. It's like he missed all the other ones. If anything, they should have got Liddell the ball more. Nah, but one thing I did see, a um, couple, couple of Oral Roberts, oh, Banner's my guy. And Abe's missed, man, he said, you know what? I'm going to fucking be Trey Young. 
the least I can't be college Trey Young. I'm a BNBA Trey Young, and he got to the foul line 12 times, smack against Florida, and they came back, clawed back, and did it again. Um, and it's it's crazy because it really is just those two, and everyone else just has to kind of jack up threes and hit one. They can all just hit one, and they literally all went out there and just hit one. Nobody else hit multiple threes. No one else hit two, but they just had hit one and an occasional layup. And O'Banner's going to get you 28. Got him 30 in the first one. Abe Smith got him 24 in the first one, 26 in this one. And they might be able to beat you because you know what? It's tough to score 80. College is going to score 80. Um, so I love my team, Oral. Doing a great job there, man. Putting that campus on the map. Giving me an excuse to say Oral. But you know what? Good job, O-R-U. This is the whole reason I wanted to talk about college basketball. That's what you're asking, yes. They could talk about oral? Yes. This whole segment. 2020 was rough, but 2021, man, came back in March. With oral. (laughs) You know what? Oral does always save the day. Always. Always. (laughs) Darnell has, breaking news, Darnell has disassociated himself with the podcast. He's a part of this. Um, and other, and other young kids here. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but one team actually, it's always fun to me when there's a team in the tourney that really is, they just play with, like, they just play fun basketball. Syracuse came out there and Gerard came out there early. And I was like, man, this dude really can't shoot. But it's really this Boheim, Jim Boheim's son, man. Buddy came out there crazy. He gave me real – I was like, bro, this is a college version of Clay. He's just going to be out there at all. And they had to put Gerard because he came out, started off hot. He had four threes early, and he missed a free throw in the front of the of a one-on-one, which almost lost in the game late. And he's kind of their ball handler, but no one could really dribble. But I realized that their center, Doljiak, he kind of like is the passer, so he's like the Draymond. Another dude didn't dribble. He was like Clay early until later in the game he started just – hitting mid-range shots. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, he really is the one. He really is carrying his dad's whole team here because he really hit one shot in the first half and hit everything in the second half. And that was just that was just really fun to watch, um, you know, when someone has a performance like that. Loyola, Chicago, <sighs> with Sister Jean, they had a Final Four run recently, and they're trying to do it again, and they beat Illinois, number one seed. So Loyola, Chicago, really – might make this run and they might make it happen and honestly man the the best thing i saw man normally um you want to match up to be kind of like crazy this early uh but you know baylor looks like the best team right now to me by the way just from what i'm saying i didn't watch a lot of the one season the first day but baylor looked crazy uh they won pretty easily they can shoot they can dribble they can drive they can do everything they can play defense and they're just guard oriented which right now it seems like it's working because all these other teams without guards keep getting upset because they can't shoot. But Houston, man, they did not look good all game. But this Jarreau guy came out there with a bad hip and everything. You could tell he's an explosive player. And he fought through all of it to get them to win there. And I was I was, I was getting sad. I was like, man, they're going to lose this game. And I, they really won't have their best player. But he fought through everything. It was like really a gritty performance. You could just tell. He got hit on a screen and this his thing, he just fell to the ground. He's like, damn, that hurt a lot. So him battling through that, uh, that was impressive. So I can't wait. We get some more games today. 
It's gonna be fun. Yeah, Grimes. Grimes was right there with him too. Grimes was right there with him, and Grimes hurt his hand too. Missed two free throws, then got it back and hit a three, which was huge late in the second half. It was really big for them. Um, so hey man, just a couple a couple of teams I made note of. And so Syracuse, Houston, hey man, Baylor. Can't wait to watch them. Oral will be back. Of course. Friday. Hey man. <laughs> Next Thursday, I believe, actually. I'm thinking about the schedule. No, nah, it'll be Friday. It'll be Friday, Saturday, then Sunday, Monday. Should be the Elite Eight games. So, yeah, that'll be um, it'll be enjoyable. So, I can't wait for uh, all of that. Yeah, we'll give you – and we'll give you the heads up on some players that we could see, you know, potentially, you mm-hmm. know, making it, making it to the NBA draft, potentially making it to the NBA. So, so. banner guy, nice. Let me tell you right now. Yeah, he he's, is. The, he's been the best player. Buddy there, though. Buddy Bohai, he, he there. Just because the team yeah, he, kind of built around him. He has to do everything, but he, he did it. So, you know what? The Gerald dude from Houston, too. Yeah. The fact that he was able to do that through injury as well, that's crazy. He yeah. really said, fuck my hip. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you could tell that he was, like, early in the game, you were going crazy because he was going through people, but then his hip just kept getting hurt, hurt, hurt. And it's like, I want to yeah. see him, like, okay, because he does look like Ja. He literally smack looks like him. Tall. Yeah. And he's fast. He was fast yeah. with a bad hip. So, like, I want to see him kind of explode. And yeah. um, today, um, team I'm really excited to see. I saw them early in the year. They're undefeated. So, you know, that can go either way. But Gonzaga, everyone's favorite. I saw them early in the year. They look nice. I was like, damn, Gonzaga, that look good. But then, you know. Basketball and football came, NBA and football came, so I didn't keep watching. They haven't lost any games yet. So, so if you're interested in watching Gonzaga, you got to keep an eye on Jalen Suggs, obviously. He's, you know, got comparisons to even guys like Jason Kidd. So he's going to be a top five pick. He's a one and done. So interested to see what he looks like. That's very interesting because Gonzaga – Gonzaga never really gets one and done, guys. That's... No, they don't. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Mark Few said, fuck it. He's like, you know what? I'm tired of getting close and not having any talent. We're going to get somebody. Oh, I see it now. Damn, this dude shoots 52% from the field. Guard. That's Jason Kidd. He's 6'4". Passer. I like it. Yeah, well, hey, man. We gotta see. And you know with Gonzaga, they're always going to have a bunch of good players. Um, so bonus went to Gonzaga, I believe. Kelly Olenek, too, right? Olenek, yeah, yeah. So they're all they always have really good bigs who can shoot, actually. That's like their calling card. So we'll be definitely will be interested in watching that one. Amen. Before we end it, though, you know what we got to do. And I'm giving you guys the option, man, can do both if you so choose to do both NCAA or NBA, but Darnell. What was your game of the weekend, player of the weekend, dickhead of the weekend, and coach of the weekend? So, for my player of the weekend, it's got to be Luca. Luca, 38 against Portland on Friday, 37 last night, in a 40 point win against the, the Blazers. Really, really impressive performance there. And for my coach of the, the weekend, I'm going to just go with Doc Rivers because, you know, he's having a Sixers play at a high level. They're getting wins without their best players, so that's been impressive to watch. 
And for my coat, no, for my game of the weekend, I got to go with, I got to go with Philadelphia, New York, because it came down to Julius Randle forcing overtime with a three, missing the three at the end of the game that could have won the game. And, Philadelphia sneaking away with a win. I really thought New York had it in the bag, but I should have known better, and they didn't. So, not surprised there. But for my dickhead of the weekend, it's just got to go to the Ohio State fans. Like, what are you doing? Death threats to <laughs> 20-year-olds? Like, what are you doing? I'm, and and I have a, a, I have a junior, or I have a, a co- Dickhead of the the weekend, just to Solomon Hill for rolling up on LeBron. <laughs> just like, Damn. what are you doing? You're Solomon Hill. Like, you know, you have no business diving around LeBron James's ankles, man. What are you doing? Like, Damn, I know you want to earn your check. Like, yeah, but player trying to make a play. <laughs> <laughs> Playing way too Real hard whole, out there, man. Whole, whole player. He like his age, bro. <laughs> they like the same age. Come on. <laughs> um, all right, my player of the weekend. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go straight. I'm gonna go straight college here. Just because the NBA games just weren't amazing. But um for for player, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Dejan, Dejan Giral, Houston. Just because he really did. If he didn't come back in the game, they were losing. And he really did just come out there and make all the clutch shots. <laughs> And just I mean I mean uh, Grimes was right with him making some clutch, but you could just tell as soon as he came back on the floor, the whole energy changed, and you could just tell that they weren't going to win without him. They really couldn't score until he came back there. So I'm gonna give it to Giral. Um, I don't know these college coaches' names, but I'm gonna give it to Oral Roberts. I'm gonna give it to Oral Roberts, head coach, just because they were able to upset two, you know, bigger bigger name schools than them. They're out here making history. So I'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give a uh, coach to them. Um, game I'm gonna give it to Arkansas versus Texas Tech because that really was a crazy ass game. It really did take it took everybody selling for 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 <laughs> Arkansas to win. But damn, it really was a crazy ass game. It could go either way, and it and it wound up in a two point L. Uh, it, yeah, it wound up in a two point W for for Arkansas, and then for um. Dickhead, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the with the fans that were sending death threats as well, just cause you can't. I mean, I know, I know that's just the nature of being famous. You famous, you get death threats. Like, I mean, that's just it. Just kind of go with it. But you feel me? It's it's still wrong for you know the people to be out there doing stuff, especially with kids this young, twenty year olds and stuff like that. Like it's bad for any age. But, you know, especially somebody so young, all they're doing is playing basketball. And all my man's did was miss a couple shots. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know, like, like, like he said, <laughs> what did he really, what did he really do? Like, miss a couple shots. Deserve this, like, nothing. Yeah, they sent it to the wrong guy. That's my he issue. Fucked he fucked up, he fucked up niggas' money. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what they really mad about. All them people that sent him death threats, they bet on these, they, they bet on these people's lives. <laughs> and that's the, and that's the bad part about betting on games. Exactly. Yeah, it's always a human aspect. Like you gonna have players who just have off nights, and he didn't even play no, that no, bad. No. Like, 
you're not a human anymore once you become famous. You didn't realize? Once you become famous, you're not a human. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> I'm tired of being a human, so I'm okay with being famous. Y'all can send me death threats. Doesn't will not affect me. One thing I will say, though, Darnell is completely right with his dickhead of the day, Solomon Hill. I remember I saw Solomon Hill it'd be the exact reason they lost to the Mavs, pissing off Luka, yelling at Luka for no reason at all, trying to get into Luka's face. And I was like, who the fuck? What is wrong with this guy? And now you see him injure LeBron. Always comes yeah, hustle, yeah, hustle player, man. He sucks. Le- He's he a hustle hard. player and LeBron. <laughs> Hey man, he was diving for the ball, and and and, and LeBron's elbow, LeBron's ankle just happened to be in the wrong spot. Just happened to be in the wrong under his legs, like just happened to be on the ground. He's talking about the wrong spot. Connected no. to his Sol- foot. Solomon. Hey man, hey man. We show we show Pat Bev and all them other people all the love for being hustle players, man. What Solomon Hill was out there what trying to hustle. Pat Kurt Russell Westbrook. Everyone hated him. People still hate him for that. Hey man, all I'm saying is, hey man, we talk about Draymond. We 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 talk about all these people. You feel me? The only the only one that really niggas never got over is Zaza. But <laughs> Zaza, you feel me? Hey man, all these people are just hustle players, man. He hustled for the ball, and it was an unfortunate reaction. I don't think he wanted to injure LeBron. I don't think that was his goal. I think he was going for the steal. Sometimes happen. you got to die for the steal. Doesn't matter. You're a dickhead. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, it's not even my dickhead. It's not even my guy. So let's see. Um, player of the weekend. I'm going Kevin O'Banner. Uh, Oral Roberts, man. He had the best player and the well, the highest score in the nation. He outshined him in both games, was unstoppable, hitting every shot, and he needed yeah. every one for them to win both of them. And he did it. It might be a Pro, bro, he looks like a he looks like a power forward, a stretch four out there for real. But he's got low post moves as well, so very good game out of him. And they needed all of that. Um, my game of the weekend, I'd, I'd have to go as well. I'd have to go Oral Roberts, Ohio State, because it really looked like it really looked like Oral Roberts was about to blow the game. I was about to come back, and then. They kind of had him over time, but then they or obviously kept fighting, fighting, fighting. And then you get the wide open look for a three, and you're like, damn, they could hit it, and they missed it. And so that's just how it ended up going. Um, so hey man, very impressive game there. My coach of the weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna just ugh. I don't wanna give everything to Roberts, so I'll just give the doc <laughs> Coach of the year. There we go. Anyway, and my dickhead of the weekend is going to go to the Texas Tech layup line. Whatever they do in that layup line, they don't do well enough because they had a chance twice late in the game against Arkansas, two missed layups. And I'm not talking about two like, oh, man, it went in and out layups. It was like two really, really bad missed layups. I'm talking like, I'm talking John's like you you watch kids play, bro, and they're like nine and they throw that shit hard as hell off the backboard. <laughs> and it just comes square over the rim. Like it doesn't even hit the rim and possibly come back. Nah, it just bounced hard as hell off the backboard. That's what their missed layups look like. Or like you're playing at the park 
and it's like super duper hard wood. And you're like, damn, I didn't think it was gonna come off the backboard like that. That's what their two missed layups look like. And they were both they were down two in both of them. Right yeah. after the dude stole the three, two. Yep. <laughs> after they stole the three and missed two free throws at the line. So Texas Tech completely took the entire game. Um to make yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Texas Texas is fucked up. They they're the dickheads. They just they had it right there. It would have made me. It would have made me laugh for a couple minutes because we were we were in a group chat with an Arkansas fan, so it would have been hilarious. It ruined the comp. But you know what? It'll be better. It it'll be better. If it will be better if Oral Roberts does it. Yes, you're right. It'll be ten times. And they can do it because Arkansas not that good. <laughs> so nah, it's not. They can't score. They can't score <laughs> at all. So you know at what? All. They can't score and they're not that big. So Oral Roberts has. I think we should add another segment since we're all watching these games, since all three of us have been watching these games. I think we should, like, highlight, you know, some players. Like, we don't have to do it this time because we want to think about it. But just, like, looking at some players and highlighting them, comparing them to, like, current or or past NBA players. You know, like, what they do in real life, but just, like, our own versions of it. Just to give, like, just to, like, you know, tie it all in and everything. Maybe. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> it's like, hey, like, 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 for example, like Kevin O'Banner, like he was looking like a, he was looking like a Brandon Clark to me out there, the way he was playing. Brandon Clark from the Memphis Grizzlies. So, like, just an example. We can do that next time. But as for this time, man, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed. We got some fun NCA games tonight. Ooh, going to be a bunch of them, eight more on the schedule. So with that in full gear and some NBA games as well tonight, let's, oof, let's have a good day, man. So for Darnell Jones and for Dom, this is Demetrius. Have a good one. Later. Triple D's deuces.